Hello, guys. Welcome back to Andrea's podcast. Today, I have a very special guest, Alex Street. And uh, yeah. I met Alex at our Fast Foundations Mastermind this past week. And uh, it was such a pleasure to know a little bit more about you, Alex. But you have a, such actually great like a story that I would love for you to kind of share with us. Yeah, fantastic. I, I love it. It is such a joy to be here. I'm really thankful for this. Um, yeah, and this opportunity. So uh, I'm excited for a good conversation here and, and I'll share as much of my story as, uh, as you want to hear. You know? Yeah, uh, no, I am grateful to have you here and uh, thanks so much for your time and I know our listeners will love all the like insights you have to offer us seriously so <laughs> I know right um, why don't you just kind of share a little bit about you with us yeah great well um yeah, Andrea, it, it, I, I just need to say also, it was so good to to meet you, right? We just met last week, I guess, yeah. or very recently. Yeah. Officially and, last um, week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, I, I mean, yeah, we, we um, just, just so good to, to get into your story a little bit, to hear where you're at and what you're doing. And uh, yeah, I was so inspired by your work and, and how you're moving forward. And so, again, to be featured here and, and welcomed on as a guest is, is really an honor. And so I'm thankful for this. Um, and even the point of looking back at my story, right? It's such a yeah. fun exercise to to do this and to look back and see where we came from and, and how, you know, any of those moments have led us to where we are now. And, and so as I look back at my story, it's completely, uh, <laughs> sometimes unbelievable that I'm here and speaking you know, as the person that I am now and as confident as I am now, I guess, in who I am and, yeah. and what I bring to people. And that's all part of my journey. So, um, I mean, yeah, so right now I, you know, I live in Toronto, Ontario, uh, Canada, and I have a wife of 14 years. I've got three kids. One is about to turn 13, which is Ooh. nuts. Uh, and then a 10 year old boy and a seven year old girl and they're everything, you know? So, um, that's, that's where all my time goes. My, my extra time, if that's a thing, uh, <laughs> goes to them. Um, and when I'm working, uh, I'm, you know, I'm at home. I'm online. Uh, I'm doing online coaching uh, yeah. with people. I'm mostly online. There's some people in town that I meet with, uh, and that's life coaching. That's uh, really coaching around confidence and what your career is going to be, ultimately helping people discover and do what you're made for. That's really my heart, my passion, everything that I see and care about in people is, is helping them do what's really at their core. Um, and then just starting this new venture and starting to launch a new business uh, called Gen Z Matters, which is really, again, to tie in with that deep passion and, and kind of where I've come from in my work. Um, and this is about helping people discover or helping managers and influencers mm -hmm. uh, work with the next generation as they're coming in, right? So kind of 23 and under, 7 to 23 years old is Generation yeah. Z and huge generation and will impact everything that we do and uh, I just come here and I'm trying to help kind of raise awareness of that and advocate for them so lots more about all that stuff that I'm sure we can get into here but essentially that's uh that's me in a nutshell there that's where I'm at yeah that's awesome thanks so much for sharing um and uh you did not mention that you 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 were or you I don't know if you yeah. still but you were a youth path pastor for 11 yeah, that's years, right. am I right? Yep, yep, that's, um, yeah, about, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know, it was kind of 2003 until, yeah, about five years ago, I, I started working in a church, I was volunteering in that church since I was a teenager, mm -hmm. and just, um, yeah, and, and I actually had this dream of being an actor all my life, my mom was an actress, was on stage, uh, just phenomenal woman, and incredible stage presence and I looked up to her so much um uh, she passed away seven years ago I guess um and but I just I mean she's just my hero and and every thing I just wanted to be her and she, she used to act on the 
the West End of London, which is like Broadway, but in England, right? And so um, I just always looked up to her and wanted to be an actor and, and then sort of out of high school, moved to downtown Toronto to do that, to get in the acting scene and then took a bit of a left turn and instead went into ministry, <laughs> like just kind of out of nowhere. Um, yeah. And, and I think that's kind of, those are the turns that our lives take, right? Is, oh, I'm gonna, I'm destined for this, I'm gonna do this. And then something happens that leads you in a different direction. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, that was about 15 years ago, I got into that and got into youth ministry. I just loved hanging out with teenagers and inspiring them and seeing something better in them than most of the world saw. Um, yeah. I just seemed to carry this, this extra hope, I guess, that yeah. potential and patience for them. And so that was a no brainer to kind of get into that and really love that world. But uh, yeah, then there was another shift a few years ago where we realized it's, it's not this anymore. So what yeah. is it? So I think that is very interesting. And if you don't mind, I would love to just like dig in a little bit more because you have this passion of being an actor. Mm-hmm. And then you saw that shift at a very young age that is like, yeah. okay, it's not this anymore. So most of uh, my listeners are in the stage of life where they are like, okay, okay I have been a mom or a dad for yeah. this many years and uh, living, you know, working this corporate job or whatever for so many years. But now I'm feeling like, ooh, I have something more in my life that I can mm-hmm. be doing or is like something is missing. So you discover that a little bit at a younger age. So what it was like, um, how was that transition? How you start just kind of a, mm, going towards you know, the other path and like, oh, yeah. thinking, like discovering that, like, yeah, I love, I still love acting. Yeah. It's, it's still in the, as your passion, but it's like, oh, this is not a career. Yeah. It has more, you yeah. know, I can use my acting as a form of uh, interacting with people because I have that talent, but I also implement that to coaching, to empowering and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a great question. And, and, and just framing it there. Um, I, and I think that's, it's really interesting because this is a lot of the, the clients that I work with now is, as well in coaching, whether it's a 21 year old or a 35 year old, um, you know, it's, it's really entering into the same journey of discovering, mm-hmm. you know, what's really at your core. Are you doing what you're made for? And, mm-hmm. and, a lot of the people, so I host a podcast as well. It's called Made for This and it's interviews with people and kind of going into their story. And, mm-hmm. and what I'm finding is a lot of their stories, and I'll get into mine in a second here, but a lot of the stories that I'm hearing are from people saying that they went through a journey similar to this where you kind of come out of high school and you do the thing that was expected of you, that yeah. either you expected of you or other people expect of you. Mm-hmm. And, and you, you get into that corporate job or you, you get through university and you get a job in that field that you studied. And then you do that for 10, 12 years. And then you realize this wasn't it. This like, there's there, I'm made for more than this. Mm-hmm. And, and then we get stuck and, and there's so many people living in that stuck life, feeling like there is no other option. And of course we both know there is another option. It just takes some work to discover what that is. And so mm-hmm. a lot of the work that I do now is because of the work that I've done in my own life to discover really what's at my core. What are my main strengths? What are my skills? Mm-hmm. What are my passions? Mm-hmm. And how do I align those things? Mm-hmm. How do I get to that, that one area that is really brings all of those together? Mm-hmm. And so going back, right, when I was 19, 20, 21 years old, I mean, I was just discovering that. I think, if anything, acting was a skill that I had. Mm -hmm. Um, But there was more to that, right? So maybe my strength was connecting with people and creating an environment where other people felt safe. This is what I've kind of discovered over the years. And my passion was really to to inspire other people to change. Mm -hmm. And so you know, acting might've done that in some ways. My mom said her greatest gift was being able to entertain people. And I think that that's a significant mm-hmm. thing. Um, but I think what happened at that stage when, when, you know, the opportunity came up to go into youth ministry was just this clicking moment of seeing, oh, wow. Yeah, this, this feels right. Mm-hmm. This feels aligned with who I am. So yeah, let's go and explore this. 
And as I explored it, just as you say, like I used all those skills of acting all through those years. You know, I'm on stage speaking to people constantly. And so you have to carry the stage presence. You have to carry whatever that brings, great memorization skills, almost a character to a degree. Um, and then as it got going over the years, I just realized that whatever those skills and strengths and passions were, they could be used in a different way. And that I think led me to a few years ago, realizing that there's this other shift of seeing the thing that I've done now for 12 years um, isn't the thing that I'm supposed to do next. Mm -hmm. So how can I now further go deeper into who I am mm -hmm. and become more confident in what I'm made for so that I can help others do the same. So that's kind of where that journey, again, <laughs> comes from. And again, speaking about this in hindsight is a lot easier, but that's, that's the journey of discovery that mm -hmm. um, happened has been happening and is absolutely still happening in my life. But it all comes down to this real self-awareness, which is, that's the key of everything, isn't it? So. Yeah, it is beautiful. Uh, you know, one of the things that uh, I would love for you to share with us, if you don't mind, is that when you start that transition, transitioning, like working with the youth and uh, not just working with the youth, but like a, start feeling that fulfillment like joy yeah. of doing something that you were passionate about but you didn't know you were passionate about right because you're transitioning so it's like oh this is new i don't know what i'm doing and it's like but it's like a sort of like a calling yeah so during that transition so how 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 did, were you I need to reframe this question is like, uh, I'm sure you had a, quite a few challenges, right? Um, building the confidence to speak in front of the youth and having the authority, you know, to yeah. speak in front of them. So if you can yeah. go back and just thinking about what tools may help you during that time. Yeah. Yeah, can I uh, can I frame that in yeah. in a bit of a story? Yeah, <laughs> so absolutely. I, I remember Stories are when right. I was uh, <laughs> are awesome. So um, so Dave, Dave was Dave was everything to me. Dave was the guy who who changed this and changed mm. this path. And I think that Dave to me uh, represents. Um, you know, somebody in all of our stories who mm -hmm. gave us a chance, who built up confidence and, and helped you believe in something that you didn't see in yourself. And so for me, Dave came along when I was 17 years old. And I, again, I was volunteering. I was, I was brand new to the church. Like I didn't grow up, up in that world or anything. And, and even now um, we're kind of like, we don't attend a church. Like we, it's, we're sort of, you know, moving a bit away from that, but mm -hmm. still definitely part of us. But, um, and so coming into that, I just had no idea what it was like or what it was about or anything, but I loved that there was a place where I, as a 17-year-old, could hang out with younger kids and help them have fun and see them like create a safe place. That's really what it came down to. I wanted a safe place and I wanted to help create a safe place. And so, um, you know, kind of volunteering there for a few months and then uh, one week, you know, every week Dave would get up, he was a youth pastor, and he would get up and he would speak to these teens and help them see you know, help them see the Bible or, or see God in their life or see their purpose in a new way. Something inspiring, 10 minutes, you know, on stage, that's it. And then one week, Dave came up to me after like the night, the event, and was like, Alex, um, man, you have so much energy. And like the kids, like they just stick to you, they hang to you. Look, mm -hmm. uh, do you want to speak sometime? Mm -hmm. Like, like maybe next week. <laughs> and so I was like, what next? Like, <laughs> So I didn't know if he like, if he had like tickets to the baseball game the next week or like he just, he was tired and just needed to run. But like, typically you think you'd give somebody more time than that. And so I was like, you know, but it was interesting because it, it, before I had a chance to even wonder, you know, why is he asking me before I had a chance to, to, to dig more and say, why me before I had a chance to, you know, consider why is he asking me just a week in advance or to consider how am I going to do this or ask any of those, you know, fear-based questions. Mm -hmm. I said, yes. Like before any yeah. of those things came up, I said, yeah, of course. 
then I went into the fear mode. And then like, then I had a week to sweat and to, you know, like just go and throw up and crap my pants and everything, but just like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I was gonna all been there. <laughs> and so when, when, when he did that, then, then what happened the next week I got up and, and I spoke and I actually told the story about, um, there's this character in the Bible, his name's Josiah. He was this like 11 year old king who stood up for the scriptures and stuff. And basically I get up there and I just ripped them apart. Like, <laughs> just, like I was all over the place. I was a total mess. I rambled. I went way too long. I told jokes that didn't make sense. The, one of the other youth leaders was literally snoring in the back of the room. So like the, the teenagers are there, they're poking each other and whatever, but then there's one guy like snoring. So I said, you know, I, I wrapped up and I said the word everybody was waiting for me to hear, you know, uh -huh. amen. And then they all, they, they all got up and left super quick. And then this is the thing, before I had a chance to hang my head, before I had a chance to, to think about how terribly I just did and how, mm -hmm. how awful that moment was, Dave came back up to me, he shook my hand, and he said, Alex, that was, well, that was something. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it was. And then he, but he looked at me and he said, do you want to do it again? Hmm. And that moment changed everything because I haven't stopped speaking to teenagers since it, yeah. the next week, you know, a month later. Um, and since then, I mean, I've spoken on, on dozens of different stages to tens of thousands of teenagers and helped inspire yeah. them to live a greater life and, and live into a new story. And it's because Dave helped me believe in something that I didn't see in myself at that moment. Yeah. And so I think, you know, when people are looking at, you know, what am I supposed to do in life? Who are the people in your life that are speaking into you? Who, who's actually saying something mm -hmm. to you that whether you're listening to it or not, maybe is the issue. Uh, who's, who's saying something about you that you're just not listening to? Mm -hmm. And they're trying to help you believe in something about yourself. And maybe they're the ones that are ha actually helping you change direction or see something in yourself that mm -hmm. you're truly made to do. And it's these people that come along into our lives that change everything. And it certainly was for me. That's what I've tried to be to other people. Um, and it all comes down to that sort of human, human connection. So, yeah. Wow. What a story. It's so <laughs> beautiful that. And now I understand where your passion for leading or for, for coaching comes yeah. from, you yeah. know, you always need that person who, really helps you to believe if you don't have that believing in yourself yet mm -hmm. you know it's giving you it, it's believing in you until the moment you start believing in yourself and giving you an another opportunity and another opportunity and another opportunity i think most people are lost in the fact that okay i try once i try twice i try three times yeah yeah, I'm just going to give up because it's not a working for me. Yeah. But when you have that person by your side, like a life coach like you yeah. or, yeah. you know, a mentor or whatever, whoever is that is keeping just like, no, let's just back up. Like yeah. you yeah. fail, but you let's stand up. We can walk this journey yeah. together. Well, I, I think it, it, this is the thing with confidence, right? Confidence, mm -hmm. we, we get we compare ourselves to others and we think that confidence comes from our successes or our failures or, you know, and, and what I'm learning is that confidence can be created in your life. You know, I didn't have confidence before that, that I could get up and speak, but Dave not only gave me the, the belief, which gave me confidence, mm -hmm. but then exactly. He gave me the boldness by saying, no, you can do this and you're going to next week. But then it's that bounce. And I think that's what you're talking about. There's the, the, the ability to bounce back after mm -hmm. you failed. And to, to stand there and say, actually, you can do this again, and I'm going to stand there with you as you do it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, those, those three things I'm learning, belief, boldness, and bounce, that's where confidence is created in our life. Mm -hmm. And it, it's not something that you're born with. I don't think that any of us are really born with confidence. It comes from somebody helping us believe mm -hmm. and then develop that boldness and bounce back. Mm -hmm. And as you do those things, then you start to get, you, you gain confidence. And, yeah. and once you're confident in yourself, in your idea, I mean, you're unstoppable. Yeah, you are. Absolutely. I completely agree. And builds resilience. 
Yeah. So, uh, any neural no, yeah, exactly. That, and, and what's interesting is we're seeing a generation now um, that is really struggling with resilience. The, the, the younger generation, we're seeing them, um, they don't really have time or, or the, the need to bounce back a lot of the time. So if they fail, they'll just go find another option. Mm. Um, if they fail on their job, they'll just go get another one. And it's mm -hmm. not a big deal. If they fail at school, well, they'll just <laughs> like go to another school. Just, mm -hmm. There's just there's not much need to be resilient and they haven't learned about this much. And mm -hmm. so, uh, I, you know, we have to start asking ourselves what's going to happen when an entire generation doesn't feel like they can bounce back. Um, yeah. Because they're not experiencing failure like many of us have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as a parent, I don't have kids. So mm -hmm. but most of my, my listeners, I would yeah. say like 80% of my listeners are moms. And mm -hmm. they have, you know, grown kids. And uh, as a parent, how do you see, how do you, you know, interact with your, your, your kids mm -hmm. so they can see and build that Re resilience and build their confidence and yeah. how how do you approach that in yeah. your personal life yeah that is such a good question and it's definitely something that my wife and I are trying to figure out in our own home um, uh, because you don't want to see your kids fail it's I mean that's the thing you feel like as a parent this is this is your job is to protect them in every yeah. way um, my son, he's 10 years old. This is the first year that he started to ride a bike. And we started when he was six. Like we tried to get him to ride a bike, you know, training wheels. Let's take the training wheels off. I'll hold the back of the bike. I'll hold the seat while you pedal. And he would fall or he would falter. He would wobble a bit and he would freak out and yeah. say, I'm not doing this anymore. And then what would happen is I'd get angry. I'd get frustrated. Like, are you kidding me? Like, no, you have to, do, you have to keep trying. And, and he just, he would quit. And then we try, seriously, it would be then next year. We would try again. We try once a year because then he would get, he would fail. And for some reason this year, whether it was me sitting down with him calmly saying, I believe in you, you can do this. You need to do this. I don't know what it was, but he just got determined and said, I'm going to do it. And then I guess maybe the difference is I was there for him to help him fall and to help him get up. And, you know, when he scratched his leg, we made sure like, Hey, what's it, what does it mean when you scratch your leg? He's like, it means that I was on an adventure. Yes, that's what we're talking about. So for us, I think a lot of the journey is about reframing, you know, what failure means. Mm -hmm. So he sees a scratched leg and goes, ah, I'm in pain. I got hurt. I'm no good at this. I'll never do it. And for us, a lot of that has been, a lot of our conversations has been reframing that to say, no, that just means that, again, you were on an adventure. You mm -hmm. were trying something. Um, mm -hmm. and so we've got, again, a 13 year old girl. I mean, that's, that's going to be a brand new territory for me that I don't know what to do. And maybe some of your listeners can give me a call oh and gosh. coach me through that. Um, <laughs> is, is that oh boy, phase where, uh, oh my gosh, the hormones exactly. and so and, and right. And I'm coming in as the, the, the former youth pastor who would work with these teenagers be like, nah. I got them figured out. Don't worry about it. But then I've got one in my own home and it's a totally different story. Yeah. Um, and so we're dealing, yeah, right. You're dealing with failure with friendships. Um, you know, a friend comes over and or now no longer talks to them and you have to try to figure out, okay, so do we just ignore that? Yeah. Go find a new friend yeah. or do we dive into that? And, and all that I can say at this point is it's worth every conversation. It's worth every minute. It's worth every time to put down your phone so you can listen to how they're feeling and to, to truly dive into those painful feelings, mm -hmm. um, those doubts, those frustrations. Mm -hmm. When the kids say, I don't know how I'm feeling, that's worth exploring. Mm -hmm. That's absolutely worth every second, every moment of turning off whatever screen is around the room and in front of you to mm -hmm. dive into those most painful and most difficult feelings because that's where failure is found and that's where we grow from. Yeah. And the more that kids are facing those, the more resilience they build. But the more that our society is pushing those moments, those opportunities, those conversations to the side for the sake of entertainment, um, scrolling, whatever it is, screen, uh, 
the, the less resilience that we're actually able to build up in our kids. So mm-hmm. on a surface level, the more conversation, the more openness that there is, the better. Yeah. 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 I think it, you know, a lot of families are missing, uh, not just the younger generation, but all generations in general, you know, that openness and a lot of conversation. But yeah, nowadays it becomes a little bit more um, yeah. difficult because of all the technology and the accessibility yeah. we have yeah. um, of living a very easy yeah. life. Um, so every- you've got, you've got 95% of 14 to 18 year olds own a cell phone and there, and 70% of them are on a screen, um, outside of school, they're on a screen for four to six hours a day. Mm-hmm. So like, these are the stats, this is the reality of the next generation. As we look at that, then you have to ask, well, yeah, so where is that real human, human connection coming from? And, and not to fight against it and say, oh, that's the, that's you know, that's the, the enemy, but it's, yeah. it's more of an opportunity of how do we as families now um, try to build moments that matter in our homes. So do you have any um, suggestions for the parents who are listening um, to create a more that connection mm-hmm. and openness in their homes? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, again, great question and definitely something that is so relevant right now. Um, I, I mean, so right now it's, it's a day off of school for my kids today. It's a Monday, but they have a, a PA day, you know, and, and uh, so sure, they're, they're sitting there and they're watching TV because we're both trying to work. Actually, my wife and I work from home and it's, it's a work day. So, mm-hmm. um, but so how do we then... I guess that that can become such a routine thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I think a lot of the effort that my wife and I are finding and, and that I'm hearing from a lot of parents, it's it, this, this routine just sort of creeps into our homes. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's mm-hmm. a rhythm that just sort of moves in and it's because it's easy because it's there because there's curiosity and it's really entertaining and, and a lot of fun to, to dive into. And so now the effort, from families is to find those moments where you do create space for conversation. Um, and so it, it really comes down to, you know, making a key, uh, key time once a week where we're going to have dinner together. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it really comes down to once a week, right? I mean, yeah. kids are so scheduled right now. You've got them in so many different things yes. and kids are running wild. Kids are stressed about their, their own life and their future. And where are they going to go to university? Even though they're only 14 years old, yeah. they're thinking about all of these things. And so the more moments that you can spend actually looking each other in the eye for 10 minutes at a time, whatever that is, and saying, doing exactly the same thing that we're talking about, we want you to do, right? So I'm talking to the mom saying, you know, what is it at your core? Mm-hmm. What, you know, who are you made to be? Mm-hmm. What's the thing that, what's your strength? What's your skill more, mm-hmm. your passion? Great question that you can start with today. As you're listening mm-hmm. to this, go and talk to your teenager, look at them in the eyes and just say, hey, like, what do you think your greatest strength is? Mm-hmm. And if they can't answer it, then you tell them. You say, well, this is what I see in you. What do you think yeah. your greatest skill is? Mm-hmm. And if they tell you, you know, then, then they'll tell you. And if they don't, then you say, this is what I see in you. Mm-hmm. Now, now, what do you think that you can do with that? How can you bring that to the world? Because beyond all of this, one of the main things that they're looking for is purpose and identity. And the more that you can tell them what you see in them, who you believe that they are, again, and coming back to Dave, you help them believe something that maybe they don't see in themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, Who's going to deny that connection? Who's going to move away from that? Especially not a teenager looking at their parent. And when you think that parenting is all about, you know, it's all about the schedule and structure and keeping them in line. The thing that your kids want most from you is for you to know them, to mm-hmm. understand them, to see them. Yeah. And it might just start with, with a simple conversation about what they're made for. Yes, that's beautiful. And that translates to what you actually you help your clients with as well, right? Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So starting with that question, especially with someone who are in their late or 
late 30s and you know early mm -hmm. 40s and then they're like wow nobody ever ever asked me <laughs> what my strengths were it's like i have right? no idea what my strengths were it's like you know uh -huh. so yeah how do you actually yeah. ended up transitioning from you know being a youth pastor speaking and it's still doing so of course uh, working with younger generation but in then transition to this new field of uh, you know working with how can I even say this we're still a child <laughs> you know we are adults but we are titles uh, uh, like a, yeah. with the big Adult. brothers and sisters <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, I just exactly. want to make this a little bit more hard <laughs> because we're still trying to figure it out what the heck we are in this world. Yeah, well, and and that's what's that's what's so interesting about this this work is uh, a lot of the times I'll start you know just by asking somebody what is your dream right now mm -hmm. and and helping them define that you know what's the main thing that you want to talk about because we don't talk about that enough. We just again mm -hmm. we get into the grind and rhythm of it all and. And you just think that this is it, but there's, everybody has something. And the more specific that you get on what that actual dream is, the more that you can actually move towards it. And so, mm -hmm. you know, is your dream to live in a house? Uh, great. Like right now you live in an apartment. What size of a house? Where do you want it to be? Mm -hmm. Is it not? Do you want to live on a beach selling coconuts? Then talk about that. Like mm -hmm. label that dream um, and, and really get clear on that. Because then all that that really does is break open really your core desires mm. and what's there and once we label that well now like now we're cooking now we can really open up because you're not you're not holding back anymore you see mm. that there is really a different possibility and so once you start dreaming that's just play like that's that's the fun place to be um i'm a i'm a big fan of disney and and wow. everything that they do and i just get lost in it like i we went to disney world and i truly thought that i was like <laughs> in another space i thought mickey was real i'm telling you <laughs> no i do too i love disney oh my gosh you feel like you're in the yeah you are in a fantasy world yeah but it's not a really fantasy you can actually exactly. create that life and it inspires and this is what's so fun about dreaming is that it mm -hmm. inspires other people to dream and so mm -hmm. so that's where I, I i start a lot of these conversations and and again you know transitioning from doing this with teenagers to adults, as you say, it's the same conversation. And this is where I think it gets really interesting is um, with, with adults, as I coach them, a lot of the work is, okay, let's look back at your life mm -hmm. and let's think of the most, you know, meaningful moments that have happened at each stage when you were a kid and then maybe like your early teen years and then later in life and later. And as you start to reveal those, those meaningful moments, well, those are, those kind of start to reveal your strengths. Mm -hmm. Or as you look at the the most um, the moments that you were most proud as you go through, those start to reveal your natural skills that mm -hmm. you have. Or as you look at the moments that you were most joyful all through your life, and we talk through the stories and you come up with these moments, well, that reveals what you're really passionate about. Mm -hmm. And so I talk about, you know, what you've lived through, what you've learned, and what you've loved start to define really what you're made for. And when you can go through your life and again, you, you, you go back through your story, that's what starts to reveal um, who you're made to be now. And, and so often I think what we're doing is we get caught up looking in this isolated picture of our life as these last few years, mm -hmm. you know, what's happened to me recently, but your life is a much bigger story than that. And, and the character that's developing actually goes back many many chapters and the more that we kind of look back at that stuff the more we can become clear on who we are now and what we're supposed to do going forward so that's actually a lot of the work that i do right is looking back at those teenage years no matter what age you're at i think that reveals so much about who you are and how you developed and what you care about most mm -hmm. and and the sad part is a lot of us have abandoned those childhood mm -hmm. or teenage dreams for mm -hmm. something simply not as exciting and and not as fulfilling yeah so yeah. do you think that um because i know a lot of people are in this stage right now some of my listeners are in the stage where they are so just like you mentioned caught up on the mm -hmm. like on the few years of their lives that is like oh i don't see how can i change i don't see you know the possibility i don't see 
So with someone like that, how would you help them to see through that, through the, that lens, you know, actually I like yeah. to, I always say like, I like to put a new glasses in them yes, so they yeah, can yeah. see a little yeah. bit clear, you know, because it's all foggy right now. So they're in that bubble, yeah. they're in that space where like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. I try everything, I'm lost. And so what do you, what tools would you actually would just share with us so my, yeah. the listeners can kind of just start their own little journey? Yeah. Well, there's, I mean, there's all kinds of, you know, what book do you want to read? Like, is it something, do you want a book on goal setting? Do you want a book on habit setting on, on all these things that help you just see that you're actually stuck in a rhythm that um, you can break out of? And I think that's it is a lot of us feel like we're stuck. We, we can't break out of this path. Mm -hmm. And, and there's been so many uh, influences that I've had. I mean, even through a podcast like this, Andrew, what, where this is so powerful is the story that you're bringing and the story that your guests are bringing mm -hmm. should inspire your listeners to see that, that at any moment mm -hmm. you can change mm -hmm. the trajectory that you're on. You mm -hmm. can change the path. That's the, um, you know, that's the ability that we have as human beings to create a different future. Uh, yeah. One of my favorite authors, Erwin McManus, he'll say, you know, ants create um, hills, bees create hives, humans mm -hmm. create futures. Mm -hmm. You have an opportunity at this stage in your life to create something new. Mm -hmm. So how are you going to do that? And if you don't feel like at this stage in like your life, you have the power, the drive, the, the creativity even to think of what's next or the possibilities. Um, that's where I would say your greatest tool is another person. And, and if you think, um, you know, coaching and even counseling, um, any sort of help that you can get for somebody to listen to you and then give you ideas to move forward, yeah, uh, this is it's it's breaking out uh, from being a, a stigma and it's uh, from being a, a negative thing. And in the next few years, everybody will have a coach, a counselor, mm -hmm. a social worker, somebody that is helping them, um, and probably paid to do it to help yeah. them through these stages and these transitions. And so for me, um, I mean, this has been the greatest help for me was hiring a coach and having people around me get through mm -hmm. this. And has brought so much clarity to my life. And I think if, if there's one tool, it is absolutely, it is a person that you're paying, that you're, you're, you're putting in that cost. And it's somebody that's helping you find that clarity and ask the most powerful questions mm -hmm. to really move you along in your journey. That's, yeah. that's it. There's all kinds of tools that you can find, but I think the most valuable one is always going to be a person who's there to listen and inspire. So yeah, there's yeah. just no doubt. I yeah, I completely agree with you too. So like, I think coaching, um, coaches and mentors are uh, like, they're very important, you know, um, mm -hmm. in our lives for that change. So do you have any like uh, routines that you do daily that um, keeps you, because you have such like a good energy, you know, yeah. just like Dave saw in you, I seen you. And when <laughs> we were together this past week, I was like, wow, you have such good, you have a, such a great energy. Like it's, it's interesting, your energy. I'm very like, a, I, I sense a lot of people's energy and I can read their energy so easily yeah. that yeah. from you, what I got was like, was a mix. It's kind of a complicated to even explain, but you have this mix of like energetic in a point where like a little kid, just like a jumping, jumping, jumping. Jump. I can feel that energy, like that excitement, like you're excited about life. You're excited to explore. I, that's how I see adventures. And uh, yeah. but also you have the side of you that is so kind. It's so passionate it's so i don't know so loving you know mm. so you have those two like mix which is awesome <laughs> so how do you keep that on your daily and i know like as oh wow you know as an entrepreneur myself i have to have my daily routines to keep myself you know moving forward every single day mm-hmm 
So do you have like that routine on your daily basis where you do something that is yeah. your keeps you full, to fill up your cup first? Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. I'm so thankful for that. Um, yeah, that the, the way that you see me, that is such an encouragement. And I, I really, I'm really grateful for you just explaining that. I think I'm going to take that. And that's, um, yeah, that's just a real boost for me. So thank you for saying that and seeing that. Yeah, absolutely. You have to say that the childlike energy, I think that's so, um, yeah, that's part of my identity, no doubt. Uh, and I'm glad that that came through. Um, yeah, and so how how do I keep this up? Uh, I mean, I'll if I can be, I'll be really honest with you. This morning, um, I woke up. So I mean, what we were at this this mastermind, mm -hmm. and it gets totally pumped up. And you're like, man, this is what I'm gonna do. I know exactly how I'm gonna push this business forward, mm -hmm. and it means that I need to wake up and get some of this work done early, like before mm -hmm. the kids get up, because that's that's the best space to do this. And, and it's, it's not going to start on Sunday because, man, I'm tired, but mm -hmm. it's going to start on Monday morning. That's it. So here we are, Monday morning. And what do I do? Sleep in past the alarm. The alarm went off and I went back to bed. Mm -hmm. And so when I didn't get up, I felt like garbage. I didn't feel that energy. I, I looked at my wife and she could see right away there's something funky. And I said, yeah, it's just I don't feel good. I feel I'm disappointed in myself already. Mm -hmm. and, and what it took... And this is what I've realized, this is a rhythm in my life. When I do get into that space, and we all face this in different ways, different things trigger it for any one of us. Mm -hmm. But when you're in that space, that I, I guess it's a dark space. It's, it's a space where you just don't see light, you don't see hope, you don't see a way out, you don't see, um, uh, well, yeah, anything good about mm -hmm. yourself or others. For me, the best thing has always been to find someone else. That's it. So, so what did I do? I had, a, I had a meeting book this morning and I went out and I had a coffee with this person and I came back and to come into this interview and I came in with a totally different mindset than I had. Mm -hmm. If you had talked to me two hours ago, this would have been a boring interview. <laughs> I would have been so down or I would have faked it really well. But here's the thing. I, so, so for me, the rhythm, the way that I keep up this energy and this excitement has, is always about finding people to 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 talk with and whether they're sharing their life with me and they're encouraging me most often it's just an ability to to go back and forth yeah so what, what i love is that i have you know my wife is that person for me she's always in here and she's always there to to build me up and to bounce back and forth and so always to utilize that or if she's not you know then it's actually time i need to go play with the kids and for me um, what i'm learning and what i'm trying to do is is create uh, that rhythm kind of to start with. What I, what I do and what I see about my life is that I live very reactionary. So I feel, I feel down, I should go play with the kids. And what I'd like to do is, you know, set that up more in the schedule so that those feeling down, those feeling dark, those feeling like I don't wanna drive forward moments, um, they don't have space to exist because my rhythm is so set to help me and to work within those strengths. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. So I, I didn't give you much there because I'm not a very rhythmic person. I don't, you know, it's not like a, I wake up at six and I drink my, you know, kombucha and then I get going on that. Um, I'm in the midst and this is where I think your, your listeners may appreciate the, the mm -hmm. vulnerability of this. The yes. reality is that I'm trying to figure this out. Yeah. I'm a life coach trying to figure out my own rhythm and routine mm -hmm. um, to be the strongest person that I can be to bring that to my clients and, yeah. and uh, it's always tough, but, yeah. but this is what I know about myself. So, yeah, yeah. Thanks. It's a good question. And, and it's something that uh, yeah, I'm always interested in hearing from other people, how they set it up. And so yeah. uh, I'm definitely still learning on that, that end. You were learning and then that's the beauty and thank you for sharing. Thank you for being so vulnerable because I think yeah. we need to be open and people can relate it because like just as you said, you know, you're trying, you're still trying to figure it out what is, works best for you. But you have mm -hmm. a, such a self-awareness at this point of your life where you are aware that you need people. You need someone mm -hmm. to like talk to and to give you like just by sharing whatever or listening to that person or the person yeah. listening to you, you can, you get that energy. So you, you're, you fit in yourself from other people's energy. 
that connection. You, yeah. you know, you're a connector. So you're like, you need yeah. connection. And that's such a beautiful thing because I think a lot of people are, they are in the same boat as you. Like it has, you know, same, yeah, I say boat, but you know what I'm saying. Um, and they are not, a, they are not a reaching out. They are not, they're afraid. They are like, just yeah. like, okay, I'm alone and I'm alone. And I think it's, it's, it's sometimes, you know, that is easy for me to say, I'm clearly an extrovert. Like there's, that's, that's part of it. I go to people for, for energy and connection. And I know that if that's not in your personality, then, um, you know, you might feel, you might immediately sort of separate yourself from my story. Again, extrovert, Enneagram seven, like I'm the enthusiast. That's, that's what I bring. Um, and, but I know, and this is where I, I know my wife is very much an introvert. And I've got a lot of these friends who very much feel like, no, I don't just naturally go to people for that energy because people actually drain me. Mm. And no matter what, I think, you know, that's where I'm saying I need to go to people to, for the energy. But if that doesn't bring you energy, if, if typically, you know, a stranger, the idea of going out with a stranger will drain you, there's still, we still absolutely, we are made for connection. Whoever we are, one of the most powerful phrases that I think is ever recorded about, you know, it's in the Bible and it says uh, after the creation story, uh, God looked at everything he made and he looked at man and he said, it's not good for man to be alone. So he made woman. Mm -hmm. And ever since we've been together and we've been trying to build community mm -hmm. and it's in the, it's in the design um, that we're just meant to be together. Whoever mm -hmm. that is, whoever you're with, it doesn't matter. You're just meant to be together in love and find that space. And if you can find that space, then that's a step that, that you're taking towards creating a better future for yourself as you were made to. Yeah, what a beautiful statement. Oh my <laughs> gosh, what a great conversation. So we're about to wrap up our conversation. And um, before we go, I would love, I always finish my podcast with some fire up questions. So- great. What are you grateful for? Oh, I am. I am really grateful for the experience that I'm in with this mastermind that, that we're in, the Fast Foundations Mastermind. I've never done anything like that before. It was a big step of a big leap of faith and wonderment and mm -hmm. amazement and adventure. And we did it and it's already changing my life. So mm -hmm. I'm definitely grateful for that experience right now. And uh, what book or what is your favorite book? Oh. <laughs> well, it doesn't um, have to be one. It can be like yeah. two, three. But okay, books so, that so have I'll, made a difference in your life. Yeah, there's, there's one as a coach. There's a book. Um, so if you're out there and, and you are coaching people, you have to get the book The Coaching Habit by Michael Bungay Stainer. It's seven powerful questions that you can ask in any conversation to lead someone forward. It is, it's a small, punchy book. It is so powerful. The Coaching Habit is absolutely uh, phenomenal. I'm just looking at my bookshelf <laughs> right here. Um, the book Thirst also, uh, which is um, Scott Harrison's story. He started a charity called Charity Water, which is the charity that I believe in and follow and support more than any others. Um, and his story is absolutely unbelievable and so the book thirst is just his story and it's incredibly inspiring um this guy who had it all lost it all and turned everything around to help others and change the way that charities work in this world it's just an unbelievably inspirational story mm -hmm. um and then uh yeah and i love kind of fantasy and and fiction books as well and so right now i'm reading the hobbit actually to my kids oh, but cool. i love reading books my kids and and the Harry Potter series is always a big oh, one yeah. for me. <laughs> always going to that. So yeah, as far as favorite books, those are those kind of jump out right now. Um, yeah, but and and kind of and I learn things from all of them, even the right the fiction ones for sure, as well as character development. So yeah. Okay, cool. And uh, what it is? What it, are you working on for the next ninety days? Oh, great question. Uh, this is, this is, I'm deep into this right now. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to grow my coaching business and, um, uh, you know, bring in more clients and help more people in that way. I'm, I'm developing a speaking course to help people, um, uh, you know, be a more effective and engaging speaker. And that's going to be a web mm -hmm. course that comes out 
And I am launching, uh, yeah, my consulting business, Gen Z Matters, to help managers and influencers work with the next generation to understand them and unlock their potential. And so I am deep in that and building connections and trying to grow all of those things. And this is going to be probably the most, um, the hardest working 90 days I may have ever had in my life to make those things happen. So here we go. Hey, you know, that's how we go. We need to stretch ourselves and get outside of our comfort zone. And, and that's the only way we can grow as a human and develop ourselves and evolve. Right. Yeah. So, um, and uh, where can we find you? Yeah, that's great. Uh, I, yeah, I live on social channels at street says, so my last name, Alex street, uh, at street says, um, that's on Instagram and um, Twitter and uh, Facebook. I'm Alex Street. Uh, but then best thing is just go to a uh, website. So my website is alexstreet.ca and that's got all things about speaking and coaching and podcasts and everything. Mm -hmm. And then um, for Gen Z Matters, there's genzmatters.com and you can find out all about what we do there. And there's two podcasts. Again, there's the Gen Z Matters podcast, which we're launching soon. And my podcast um, has been up and running for a few years. And that's the Made for This podcast with weekly episodes there, interviews and solo episodes on that. So awesome. lots of different ways to find me online. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah, guys, I'm going to put all the, the information on our show notes, including the books and uh, where to find Alex and all that good stuff. And uh Please reach out and follow him on Instagram. And uh, I'm eager to listen to your podcast. I didn't know you had a podcast. So now yeah, I have right. to go back to all the episodes <laughs> and start just like a, sucking in all the good vibes and all the great information you are providing. That's great. That's, that's exciting. That's awesome. It's very exciting. Thank you so much. You've really, really, thanks so much for your time. I really appreciated the fact that you came in and uh, with open heart and um, just sharing everything you are doing and uh, how you overcome so many obstacles in your life and the great work you're doing with the youth and with the older youth. I, I was just like, I'm saying, hey, I'm still, I, I feel like I'm like, oh my. 30s. Well, I'm, I'm still in my 30s, but you know what I'm saying? Like early 30s versus like late 30s, almost 40. So age is just a number. Come on, just go yeah. and look out for those experiences. That just a number. Actually, I actually I'm loving. So yeah, I just I love getting older. The older I get, or, <laughs> the older I get, the bolder I get. So oh, yes. that's the great thing. Yeah. But thank well, you so I'm so much. thankful. Thank you so much. This is this has been a real joy and a real pleasure. And you're doing the, uh, amazing work, Andrea, and, and your audience is uh, blessed to have you speaking to their life. So oh, it's a it's a real pleasure to be. Thank you. No, thank you. So guys, thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, please leave us a review, and uh, we will see you next week. Alrighty, bye bye.